Hello. Welcome to North Coast Calvary Chapel's audio podcast. Welcome to Daily Hope. My name is Ryan Pfeiffer, and we are in 1 Samuel chapter 6. And we're going to explore the holiness of God. Now, if someone asked you, a close friend, one of your children, maybe a friend who's not a believer, asked you, what does it mean that God is holy? How would you explain that to them? Well, that's what we're going to dig into here in 1 Samuel 6, beginning in verse 1. When the ark of the Lord had been in Philistine territory seven months, the Philistines called for the priests and the diviners and said, what shall we do with the ark of the Lord? Tell us how we should send it back to its place. Now let's pause. They want to send it back to Israel because they're experiencing all kinds of judgment as a result of having the ark in their presence. And we see in chapter five that because of the ark, that their big statue idol Dagon is smashed to pieces. And then in chapter six, we see that there's a plagues of rats and tumors that are breaking out among the people as acts of judgment from Yahweh. And so they get the sense that they need to get this back to Israel. So they put the ark on a cart driven by some ox, taking it back to Israel. When the Israelites see the ark, they're overjoyed and they celebrate and they offer sacrifices and worship and everything seems good until verse 19. But God struck down some of the inhabitants of Beth Shemesh, putting 70 of them to death because they looked into the ark of the Lord. The people mourned because of the heavy blow the Lord had dealt them. And the people of Beth Shemesh asked, who can stand in the presence of the Lord, this holy God, to whom will the ark go up from here? Now, here's the key verse, right? Verse 20, who can stand in the presence of the Lord, this holy God? What does it mean that God is holy? How would you explain that to somebody if someone pressed you and wanted to know what it means that God is holy? So when we think of God's holiness, what's the first thing that comes to our mind? I think oftentimes we think of God's moral perfection. We think of how God is perfectly good in every respect, right? Everything about his character is perfect. He is perfect in his love. He is perfect in his anger. His anger never overshadows his commitment to love and kindness. He is perfect in his wrath. He is perfect in his sense of justice, never imbalancing the weights. As one theologian put it, the holiness of God only secondarily, though, refers to his moral purity, his righteousness of character. It primarily points to his infinite otherness. To say that God is holy is to say that he is transcendently separate. Holiness is not one attribute among many. It is not like grace or power or knowledge or wrath. Everything about God is holy, right? His grace is holy. His power is holy. Each attribute partakes of divine holiness. What I love about this is that we get this idea that holiness is about God's moral perfection and purity, but it's not just that. It's more than that. And I want to unpack that for us. And I want to use it, the metaphor of the sun to help us unpack what it looks like to understand God's holiness. So think of the sun for a moment. The sun sits at the center, sits at the center of our solar system. And it is a source of life and goodness for our planet, right? Think about it. Everything grows on our planet because of the sun. If we didn't have sunlight, all plant life and human life would die. Number two, there's beauty in the sun. Think of the sunsets. When, as the sun is going down over the horizon, the splash of radiant color that's displayed across the evening sky. It's beautiful. And the sun brings warmth. 
and that comforts us. So the sun represents the goodness, the beauty, and the life of God, the growth that God's presence brings to our life. But it also represents something else. There's a paradox to this. If you were to get into a rocket ship and want to say, I want to get more, I want to get closer to this beauty and to this warmth, and you got too close to the sun, it would melt your face off. And that's because there is a power and an intensity to the sun as well. The sun is also dangerous. It is beautiful, but dangerous. It is so good and brings life, but it can also destroy us if we get too close and we're not careful. That captures the paradox of God's holiness. God is, his holiness represents his indescribable goodness, but it also captures his inescapable power and intensity, and that makes him dangerous. And that's why in this passage, people who are not properly protected and prepared to come into God's presence, we see them dying, whether it's the Philistines or the Israelites, the people of God. They handle the ark, they handle the holiness of God with flippancy and um, they're cavalier and they're careless. And we have to understand the holiness of God is such an important, serious matter. It's beautiful, but it's also powerful. Now, because of that power, the question is, how can mankind and God live in relationship? Because the holiness of God cannot coexist with sin. And so because of the sin in our life, when we come into God's presence, that sin is consumed, consuming us with it. So then how do we have a relationship with God when he is so holy and we have sin in our life? And that's where we get to Hebrews chapter 10, verse 19. And Jesus enters the story as we knew he would. Hebrews 10, 19 says, Therefore, brothers and sisters, since we have confidence to enter the most holy place by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way opened up for us through the curtain that is his body, let us draw near to God with confidence. Wow, that's so radical, right? This is a radical shift of perspective because of Jesus and his death on the cross. He has covered us in his righteousness and in his holiness, and therefore we can enter into a relationship with God and not be afraid of God's holiness, but be transformed by it. God bless you and have a great week.